Good Luck High Five episode 501. That's right. It's a show about Magic the Gathering. And <laughs> Did you almost forget what our show I is about? I almost forgot what our show is about. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's 501. Yeah, you know? exactly. I still just need a little bit more practice. <laughs> I just need a little Maybe bit more practice to get it yeah. down yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sometime in the future. But whether you're super excited for Dominaria United or maybe you're eyeing some new commander decks, we are here for you. I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, Megan. And on today's show, it's everybody's favorite. Judge Rob is going to be here to go through all the tricky new cards and mechanics from Dominaria United. That's right. Get ready for your pre-release or any other paper Dominaria United event you might be playing with all of Judge Rob's wonderful judgely insight yes. into what these mechanics do and some tricky card interactions. We always say, you know, we go into these episodes thinking we know it all. We've been playing magic for a decade now. You don't know anything, you fools. But every time Judge Rob says something that I'm like, I would have played that card wrong. Yep. We always learn something. So literally always. And we hope that the same is true for you. Yeah. Even if you think you've got it on lock, I think these episodes are super helpful, especially Especially if you're playing in person for the first time um, since lockdown, um, it's not Rena's not going to do it for you. Exactly. Have some confidence as you sit down at your pre-release knowing, hey, I've got a grasp on these rules. Yeah. And just in case you're wondering, if you want to play on Arena, once again, that is happening before the pre-release. The Arena release is before that. So that's going to happen on Thursday, everybody. There's going to be a downtime, and then Dominar United will be on Arena on Thursday. This weekend is the pre-release, and then on the 9th, next Friday, is the official release. So that's how to keep it all together. And tomorrow, which is today... (laughs) For you. For you. We're recording this on Monday. But tomorrow, Tuesday, today, uh, is going to be the early access event. Yeah, we'll be Streaming, streaming some Dominaria United. So make sure you check it out. But before we get started on our episode, yes. we have some people to thank. First and foremost amongst them are you, the listeners, and especially the patrons of this show. Thank you particularly to Bennett and to Paul Yay, for being our new patrons Bennett in the Paul. past week. Bennett and Paul. We got to 500, but it's only because of you that we're getting to 501. Absolutely. Thank you so much, everybody who's a patron, supports this show for 500 more episodes. Patreon.com slash GLHF Magic. Become our friend. Get access to our awesome Discord where you can hang out with a bunch of cool people and just know that you're supporting the content that you consume, which I don't know about you, but makes me feel really, really awesome every time that I do it. Absolutely. So just think about it. Um, I want to say, too, we have notified our winner of the $500 Ultra Pro gift card. Yeah. And the winners of the $25 card kingdom yes. gift cards. Wait, $50, $50. card kingdom gift cards. Yeah, so two of those people got emailed and the other people, you did not have your email listed on your YouTube account. So I've replied to your comment by saying, hey, you, you won. So you can go and check that out hey, on YouTube. You Three won. of you won $50 and you and the only way you're going to know is if you go and check your replies to your comments. So, so go, go check. It. Go check and then email us glhfmagic at gmail.com and uh, we'll get you all set up with everything. Um, yeah. Thank you as well to our sponsor, Card Kingdom. CardKingdom.com slash GLHF. They've been such a wonderful sponsor to us. Like we mentioned, they gave us five $50 gift certificates to give away for last week's episode. That was awesome. uh, Which was so wonderful of them. If you want Dominaria United the day it comes, like you want your box shipped to you the day it is available, 
Card Kingdom. Yeah, you can pre-order Dominaria United on cardkingdom.com slash GLHF right now. And they'll give you a sticker or a token if you say good luck high five in your order for absolutely free. And if you're interested in those commander decks, those are going to be coming out uh, soon as well. I know I am because Ivy is one of them, the one who cares about auras and stuff. Yeah. And I'm here for that commander deck, obviously. <laughs> so I need to get that We're from Card Kingdom. We're going to have to take out a look. Take out a <laughs> We're gonna have to take out a loan for those get commander all magic decks. stuff. We're gonna have to take a look at those commander decks. Whoa. Whoa. Uh yeah, and you can get all of that over at cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. <laughs> We're gonna have to take, take out, out a loan. <laughs> hey everybody, we've got Judge Rob here for the Dominara United pre-release. Yay. Yay, Judge Rob is here with an epic beard, yeah, everyone. I haven't cut it in a while. It's been a summer. <laughs> you don't want to miss this yeah. beard. Check us out on youtube.com yes. slash good luck high five if Very and large. only if for the beard. <laughs> oh, he's fluffing it for us. Thank yeah. you, Rob. Uh, <laughs> welcome. Rob's going to uh, walk us through all the tricky cards and interactions and mechanics from Dominar yeah. United. Everybody loves these episodes. Uh, and the way that we kick them off normally is from with a PSA from you, Rob. Yeah, I have a double PSA. Ooh, double PSA. Uh, my, my first PSA is reach out to old friends. I've had some old friends reach out to me recently. I've reached out to some. It's been great. Things Aww. have been weird. Like, everybody has weird times. Everybody's having weird times right now, I feel like. Uh, yeah. Or at least everybody in my circle is. And so it's good to have friends reach out and say, hey, I'm in town. Or, hey, I want to hang out. Um, just think about the people that you haven't thought about in two years, right? And be like, you know. Do you want to go to a pre-release? Yeah. Do you want to go to a pre-release? <laughs> yeah. do, do you just want to chill? It, like, it, like, magic is nice. Get Bring some magic cards over and be like, hey, I have a commander deck I haven't touched since 2019. And they'll be like, cool, same. And then it just it, it like take the chance to renew acquaintances and friendships because it's what you got. Like everything in life is just friends and the whole purpose is people. We're so. all just people in rooms <laughs> yep. trying well, to be happy. Yes. Or outside of rooms sometimes. <laughs> I, I went to a I went to a waterfall two weeks ago. It was nice. <laughs> oh, was it Minnehaha Falls? No, we went down to um to Hidden Falls Park down in um it's down east of Well, Fairball. you can't find it. It's hidden. It's hidden. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> uh it was a great time. But so yeah. what's this double PSA? Uh, my double PSA is standard is rotating. Yeah. Um happens once a year. Um for most years, not every year, but this year it is. Yes. So um, after this set, a bunch of sets are leaving. The new standard will just be Innistrad, both Innistrads, Midnight Hut and Crimson Vow. It'll be Kamigawa Neon Dynasty. It will be Streets of New Capenna and it will be Dominara United. Uh-huh. Uh, no more Strixhaven, no more um, Adventures in the Forgotten Realms. Bye. Like, wow. hey, get out of here. Um, we'll miss you. But um, yeah. I didn't believe you when you but said that. Goodbye. Well, no, it, <laughs> AFR has at least three cards in it. All right, and all right. So, like, <laughs> you, Sick can burn. you believe they printed a set with only three cards in it? No, at least three. Like, at least it has, three. Well, okay, like it has like three lands yeah. and a dragon. I think. All like, right, yeah, all right. That's I believe really, it's really what you need. Yeah. Um. All right, yeah, so, that's yeah. good to know, everybody. Yep. Handy yep. to know. Uh, you'll get your renewal egg on Arena. <laughs> so <laughs> yep. why it's Spooky. an egg, we don't know, but it is. <laughs> because because eggs are the sign of rabbits? Wait, no, sorry. Yeah, that's what it yeah, is. Yeah, that's yes. what it is. Rabbits, rabbits are the sign eggs. of standard. Exactly. It all makes yeah. sense. 
Uh, we're going to start things off with mechanics from the set. Yeah. And the first thing we're going to talk about is returning mechanics. Yep. Specifically, the first one we're going to start off with is everyone's favorite and perhaps the only mechanic in Magic Kicker. It's 50% of the mechanics. Oh, okay. Magic. The it's, other one is flashback? Split cards. Oh, split cards. <laughs> you, you either get a bonus thing or you choose between two different things. Oh, that's, yeah. That's really just like... Magic. Yeah. Bonus thing or choose between two, between two things. Yep. Okay. So Kicker... Uh, is a mechanic that adds an additional cost to spells. So let's look at like Terra Sunder here. Green and one for an instant. Kicker, black and one. And it says you may pay an additional black and one as you cast the spell. You can kick things with normal kicker just once. Exile target artifact or enchantment. If this spell was kicked, exile target non-land permanent instead. Nice. Uh-huh. So what kicker does, it's an additional cost. You can pay this, this additional cost anytime you cast the spell. Uh, if you... Pay things without paying their mana cost. You remove the normal cost and just pay the kicker cost. And copied spells, if you copy this with something, this is copy target spell, it will copy the kickedness. So if you kicked it as a spell, (laughs) it copies it being kicked. Wow. And if you have a permanent that you kicked, but you copy it with like a clone effect, it doesn't remember that it was kicked. It's been on the battlefield. It Mm -hmm. forgot about being a spell. Sorry. It's had a lot happen to it between yeah, the kicking and yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 been a it's been a, a day for that. Between permit. the kicking yeah. and yes. the cloning. Jeez. Yep. What a Monday. <laughs> so this can change a lot of things about the spell. Uh kicker can change anything. So in Terra Sunder's case, it changes what you can choose for targets. So you normally can't choose a creature. Terra Sunder, though, if you pay four for it, will let you kill a creature with it. Nice. So kicker will change the the things that you can target, the number of targets, stuff that happens on resolution. Sometimes if it's a creature, it'll do an ATB trigger. Sometimes it'll enter with some counters. It, it Kicker does a lot of variety of things, which is why it's the big umbrella mechanic. Yeah. Um, and so they've broken it out into a hundred different things like Entwine that is just Kicker. Other kicker. Yeah. Other kicker. Specialized kicker. <laughs> I should have called it. Specialized kicker. <laughs> Which yeah. is what the yes. Minnesota Vikings often need, but <laughs> uh, most can't of the time. rely on. Most of the time. I will also say, between the art and the card name on this, absolutely went into this thinking it was a fight spell. Very surprised when you read it. Yep. It, oh, it's not. No, like, it's not. You're right. This is a doom blade. Just, just, just read it. Right? <laughs> All right. It's a disenchant or a doom blade. Yeah. That's, it's, it's one of the most elegant kicker cards ever printed. Just beware, everyone. When wow. You cast I thought this. it was a fight spell. Yep. And you even read it right next to me. Yep. <laughs> um, so domain is back for the fourth time. Uh, Radha, Coalition Warlords, our domain card. Uh, she's green, red, two for a 3 3 legendary creature elf warrior. Domain. Whenever Radha Coalition Warlord becomes tapped, another target creature you control gets plus X plus X until end of turn, where X is the number of basic land types among lands you control. Ooh, so, fancy. Um, domain's an ability word. It just means scales based on your number of basic land types. Um, and it can do anything inside that umbrella. It might change the size of an instant or sorcery. It might do this where it changes the size of Radha's bonus. It might determine how... It might determine to what it might determine the static power of a creature. There's mm-hmm. a domain creature with power based on the number of lands and well, two of them in the set. Um, that card's good. Yeah, the both the the reprint the um, the Nakadal and also um, Morrow. Morrow, that's what I was yeah, thinking a, of. There's a double sized Morrow. Yeah, counts it counts domain twice. Um, things to note: this is the five basic land types: plain, swamp, island, mountain, forest. This isn't other land types. Urzes. Desert um, doesn't wastes. matter. Wastes. It does not have a basic land type. 
It is a basic land with no types. When purple gets added as a basic land type, that will count. May, uh, well, yep. yeah, the, if cave is added and added as a basic land type, yes. Oh, that's That's, right. that's was, one of their proposals that, way back in the day. I was thinking really hard. I was like, what could you add for another basic land? Yeah, they, they, they propose this. People joke yes. that it's purple. Yeah, yeah but that, that would be what makes purple. Because yeah, you need like a type what, of land. Type, right? What would it be like? Yeah. Cave. <laughs> like, what, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was their pitch back in the day. The problem is purple. it screws up their balance. All these cards are balanced around the, the highest number yeah. being five. Yeah. And then it just doesn't go Wait, when did they propose this? I didn't know about uh, this case so they, they proposed it originally originally so domain came from the so we have a magic set named planar chaos but there was an original original playtest set named planar chaos that was playtested around the time that mirage was okay and they it was not made by richard garfield and it was not made by wizards but a lot of the things from it it was another original magic playtester made their own set called planar chaos and a lot of the stuff from planar chaos made it into invasion Oh, interesting. Um, so did that person like end up working at Wizards of the Coast? Yeah, Coast? they worked at Wizards as a designer for a oh, while. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, and so they had a, a, a Barry's Land was their original playtest name for the land. Barry's and then land. in their playtest in, <laughs> in Invasion, they named it Cave. And then the rules manager at the time said, this is going to cause you problems. And they said, oh, fine. And they just didn't. All right. Oh, but fair enough. Wow, random, the more random, you know. Uh, random deep magic trivia. Um, completed is back for the second time. Uh, so Ajani Sleeper Agents, the only card is completed. <laughs> I am simultaneously very happy new Ajani's in the set and very unhappy that like my two favorite planeswalkers have both been turned into Phyrexians. I know, Ajani yeah. so, was so pure. Yep. He just the, wanted to use a the, litter box. The only two competent members of the Gatewatch have been turned into Phyrexians and I'm really <laughs> angry about it actually. Yeah, yeah. Everyone else just yeah, it's a good It's a good invasion plan. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's Nab true. Nab the two that get anything done. Yep. Uh, so Ajani here costs a white mana, a green or white Phyrexian mana, which is still one of the weirdest mana symbols, a green mana and a one generic. Um, he's a legendary planeswalker. Ajani enters with four loyalty and he has completed. He says the Phyrexian symbol can be paid with either green, white or two life. If life was paid for the symbol, this planeswalker enters with two fewer loyalty counters. And to be clear, you don't need to pay Phyrexian twice. Yes. It's just a, one time. Yeah, it's a, it's a hybrid symbol. You can pay it for either one of the th or any one of the three costs. That's an option. Either a green mana symbol or a white mana symbol or two life. Okay. So it's very easy to pay for this symbol. Um, other than the fact that it's a very complicated symbol for not a lot of value. <clears throat> Johnny's plus one is reveal the top card of your library. If it's a creature or planeswalker card, put it into your hand. Otherwise, you may put it on the bottom of your library so you can leave it on top. Um, minus three, distribute three plus one plus one counters among up to three target creatures. They gain vigilance until end of turn. Um, the distribution happens during targeting on this, so they know which one's getting two and which one's getting one if you target two things. And minus six is you get an emblem with whenever you cast a creature or planeswalker spell, target opponent gets two poison counters. Mm. Spicy. Wow. Which is really underwhelming. Are you underwhelmed too? Yeah, but it's not like it's not a big one. I'm whelmed. It's not a, it's not a big, you know. It's a minus six. It should probably win you the game, right? Minus six? Yeah. Well, not. It's not a seven. Yeah, it's not too or hard to eight. get. And you know, you're gonna be casting stuff. You're gonna be you're gonna be. You need dead. to cast five spells to kill them because nothing else gives poison count. No problem. Okay, no, right? Called yeah. him just rotated, and that was the last poison counter card. Was um, maybe there will be some poison counters mm, in the maybe. future. Maybe. I, I mean, I would not be very surprised if there were poison yes. counters in the future. Yeah. Um, so things about Ajani. He's completed his mana value is always four, so he can all he 
even if you pay Phyrexian for him, they can uh, they can disdainful stroke him. Um, he cares specifically if life was paid for that symbol. So there's the defiler cycle, which we'll talk about in a little bit, that lets you pay life instead of mana symbols. Mm -hmm. um, if you pay for his normal green mana symbol with the defiler effect with life, Ajani still will enter with four counters instead of only one. Because all he cares about two, is sorry. his own. Yeah, he cares yes. about his own, life being paid value. for his own symbol. Um, other things that make you pay life for him won't change the amount of loyalty. The okay, gotcha. Um, phasing is back. Welcome back, Again. Phasing. I just like to remind in Phasing, and also this card is very weird, and I wanted to call it out anyways. Uh, the Phasing of Zelfir. Blue, blue, two. It's a saga with read ahead, which we'll talk about in the new mechanics section in a minute. At chapters one and two, another target non-land permanent phases out. It can't phase in for as long as you control the phasing of Zelfir. And at chapter three, destroy all creatures. For each creature destroyed this way, its controller creates a 2-2 black Phyrexian creature token. So you phased out your big baddies and you've left your opponents to become 2-2s. Yes, or alternately you phased out some of their random non-land permanents because you don't care about creatures. So you could phase out enchantments. Oh, sure. In okay. order to clear in order to clear the way for your stuff. Or you could phase out your own sagas to keep them from counting up for some reason. Oh, weird. Um, the thing with the phasing of Zelfir is it phases a thing out and says it can't phase in while you control the phasing of Zelfir. When the phasing of Zelfir goes away, they don't immediately phase back in. They wait until the next untapped step of their controller to phase in. Because that's how wow. phasing works. That's how phasing normally works. Okay. Is it, they it, during the untapped step? Yeah, that's things not, phase back not in. intuitive. Honestly. No, it's it's not. I had to, I read the card and I was like, oh, you're gonna get the things back and then destroy them immediately. And then I was like, no, you don't. You wait a while to get those back. Hey, wait a while to get these yeah. back. So if you like phase out one of their things and one of your things, and then the phase that gives Alfred destroys a bunch of creatures, on their turn, their thing will phase back in, and on your turn, your thing will phase back in. But this card is weird. It's very strange. Yeah. And just... Be aware that they won't phase back in immediately for the phasing of Zelfir because they wait until the next upkeep. Some, okay. say, some things give you a phase out until this time, but that's not what the phasing of Zelfir does. So, um, and phasing is, it pretends it doesn't exist. It's still on the battlefield, so it doesn't trigger leaving or entering things. But anything that it doesn't specifically mention you. yeah, it hides. <laughs> it puts hands over its eyes and goes... I'm not here. Yeah, I'm not here. Don't, not here. don't interact with me. Just we're going to wait until I come back. It's the kid hiding behind the curtain where you can see yeah. their feet and hide and seek. Exactly. You're like, and if something specifically mentions phased out permanence, the, you know, seven cards ever that do, <clears throat> then then it'll interact with the phased out card. But otherwise, nothing will. Speaking right. of read ahead, we've yeah, got our read new ahead mechanics. Is, yeah, the next thing is I want to talk about new mechanics. Read ahead is very cool. Um, it makes sagas into modal spells. So oh, that's a neat way to look about, look at, look at it. Think yeah. about it. So um, Yosha declares war is red and one for a saga with read ahead. It says choose a chapter and start with that many lore counters. And then the normal saga, add one after your draw step, skip to chapters, don't trigger or sacrifice after three. I don't know why they did it in that order. Um, they should have said skip chapters, don't trigger, and then add a, an additional counter after your draw step. It just makes, I think that this reminder text is kind of backwards. Um, so chapter one is create a zero two colorless thopter artifact creature token with flying named ornithopter. S chapter two is tap any number of untapped artifacts you control. When you do, Yosha declares war deals that much damage to target creature or planeswalker. And chapter three is up to one target artifact you control becomes a creature with base power and toughness four four until end of turn. Mm -hmm. Nice. So what Rita Head does is it lets you pick which uh, which chapter you start on. 
for the saga. So you can pick one, you can pick two, you can pick three. You start with that many calendars. You do not get the previous chapters. You go directly to the chapter that you're that you're starting on for Rita Head Sagas. So if you pick chapter two, it enters the battlefield, it shoots a thing in the face, right? Yeah. yeah. On. And so it lets you be, it lets you make some choices with these sagas that you can just jump to, you know, destroying all creatures, for instance, with um with one of the sagas that has destroyed all creatures as last as its third chapter. Um it behaves a little oddly if you have anything else that increases the number of counters that your saga enters with. You technically pick the number of counters it enters with, and then that thing will impact it. So doubling season says things enter with twice as many counters. If you pick chapter one, then this enters with two counters because doubling season doubles it, which means you start on chapter two. Weird. Very strange. This is like also what happened with hardened scales. Yeah, but hardened scales doesn't randomly punish you for picking the wrong number. Okay. (laughs) Or boring clocks. Yeah, because like if you pick two and doubling season the battlefield, you put four counters yeah. on it and you're past and then, and chapter three. So chapter three doesn't trigger. It's just gone. It, and then your your saga goes away. <laughs> don't play doubling season with read ahead sagas is what I'm telling you. Just don't, just don't do this. So weird. Um, very strange. And remember everybody, put a little reminder counter on top of your deck if you're playing with sagas, yeah. even though it happens after your draw step. Yeah, but you'll remember. You'll be like, oh, there's a die here. Yeah. Pick up my card, do my saga. Um, if you're playing physically, your your opponents will almost always just like, yeah, whatever, do your saga thing. But with the, it, like particularly with a lot of these sagas in the set, they interact with the board. So like, oh, I forgot to do this. It's the middle of combat. Can I kill your blocker now? Uh, n- n- Use no, wait a until reminder. Next round. Yeah, just to remind yourself. Um, enlist is one of the other new ones I want to talk about. Um, enlist is cool. It is a uh, kind of fake banding. So. <laughs> It's, it is like the worst part of banding. So Coalition Sky Knight here is white and three for a 2-2 human knight with flying and enlist. And enlist's reminder text says, as this creature attacks, you may tap a non-attacking creature you control without summoning sickness. When you do, add its power to this creature's until end of turn. This seems like probably the best enlist creature because it's flying. Yep. Uh, the, the rare one is like randomly indestructible and also scries you. It seems oh, fine. Well, <laughs> like whenever you enlist with it, you scry too. Um, nice. But so it's it's really good. Um, I pick Coalition Skynet because this is like the best case scenario for enlist. Yeah. Which is um, this this is really similar to Exert. If you played during Amonkhet, you make a choice during Declare Attackers to tap the creature. They can't respond to that because it's part of you declaring attackers. Then after you do that, it puts a trigger on the stack to give a power bonus to the attacking creature. And so uh, you you pay your, your cost and – or not pay your cost. You, you do your thing during attacking. It puts this co- trigger on the stack. If the thing has a when this attacks trigger. So um, Keldon Flame Sage has a when this attacks trigger. You get to choose the order in which those happen because enlisting happens during declare attackers. Uh, if you – with Keldon Flame Sage, you probably want the, the Keldon Flame Sage's uh, – do some shenanigans at the top of your library trigger to go on the bottom and enlist to go on the top because its shenanigans are based on its power. Nice. Um, your opponent can respond to this trigger. The amount of power bonus that you get from enlist is lo- it isn't locked in until your trigger resolves. So they can minus X minus X your creature in order to drive down the power. If your power of your creature you're enlisting with is less than zero, you get plus zero. You don't get a penalty. Um <laughs> 
That would be funny. Uh, it used to behave the other way. It's a change from a couple of years ago. From yeah. um, the the snake from Almond Cat. Which snake? Okay. Yeah. Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. eventually remember it, and you're all gonna be like, "Oh yeah." Yeah. There uh, was the two one snake that when it entered the battlefield, you drew cards equal to its power. If you did that, you discarded two cards because then you could eternalize it. Oh, so champion, it's a champion, champion, champion of, of wits. Yeah. And yep. then if someone, if you were like, "Yes, I'll draw the cards," and they like minus X minus exit, then you draw no cards yeah. and you discard two cards. Yep. Wild. That, that was That's a, the that was a similar thing about. Um, Fabricator of Blades was the one I was thinking of from um, Wow. If from uh, Kaladesh, because Fabricator of Blades oh, yeah. gives you plus X plus X based on its power when it attacks. Um, There's something I want to call out about in list to everybody that when you are playing with this mechanic, Cultivator of Blades, Cultivator. Of oh, Blades. okay. Yeah. Um, make sure that you make it clear to your opponent if you're playing in real yeah. life that you are attacking with this creature and, and this creature this is enlisting because yep. it does not yes. look clear on the board. No, it's it's an invisible bonus that's happening. It has to be a creature that could have attacked this turn, basically. And it can't be one that's attacking alongside of it. So if you have a creature with vigilance, it can't both attack and enlist at the same time. And you can't enlist, use a creature to enlist that has summoning sickness. Correct. So it's it's could have attacked is the basically the how the game wants you to think. Okay, about I can't it. slap down yep. my seven seven worm and be like tap to enlist it so my sky knight gets in yep. for nine. There are some random haste creatures in the set that might punish your opponent though. Yeah. So, yeah. um, enlisting is basically just like I said, it's They're it's too like too tired the, once they join the army yep. to do it right away. Yep. They need a week off. Um, and the reason that I called out Radha as the domain creature above is uh, Radha becomes tapped. Yes. Um, and so she'll trigger. She's really good to enlist with. Right. Uh, which is pretty cool. Um, stun counters, because apparently the theme of this set is tapping things. <laughs> um, so stall for time here is white and two for an instant. Kicker of blue and one. Tap up the two target creatures. If this spell was kicked, put a stun counter on each of those creatures. And the reminder text is, if a permanent with a stun counter would become untapped, remove one from it instead. So remove a stun counter from it instead. And then you draw a card from stall for time. This card seems good. This this card seems great. Yeah. Um, so these are kind of like shield counters, right? Uh, they are counters that do a special thing that isn't a keyword. Removing abilities from the creatures doesn't matter. The counter is just an inherent, it's an inherent property of a counter named stun that it prevents untapping. And it says it if would become untapped. And that's for any reason, not just untap step. So if you have something that says untapped target creature, it just clears a stun counter off of it instead of untapping it. Interesting. If, if you are paying a cost like Halo Fountains that has tap an untapped creature you control as part of, or untap a tapped creature you control as part of the cost, you can pay that and it removes a stun counter <laughs> instead okay. of untapping it as the payment. Um, so Halo Fountain interacts in strange and interesting ways with stun counters. Let me ask you what's happening in this art, Rob. This looks like a giant- Really good question for everybody. It looks like a Phyrexian Skull. that they're just like, they're, they're just freezing, right? Yeah, they're putting it in a nice gear. Yeah. It's a Cyclops skull man, water yeah. beast. Yeah. Anyway. Trapped in a nice gear. Yep. Or maybe that's just a representation of a clock, like psychically. <laughs> Clocks and gears go together, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Something else new in this set. This Phyrexian is being trapped in the psychic representation of a clock. <laughs> yeah. That I mean, yeah. That I mean, you do realize that that's like the 
plot versus destiny, right? <laughs> you do realize yeah. that's me every time I hit yeah. snooze in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Trapped in a psychic representation of a clock. And that, that's uh. not a joke. If you read time streams, that's kind of literally what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Perfect. Uh, so Power, Power Stone, Stone to- tokens. Uh, this is on one card in the normal set and then one card in the commander set. Um, Karn Living Legacies, the card that you'll see out of normal boosters. He's a four mana legendary planeswalker Karn, uh, enters with four loyalty, plus one to create a tapped power stone token. And it reminder text, it says it's an artifact with tap add um, one colorless mana. This mana can't be spent to cast a non-artifact spell. Um, and then he's got two other abilities, minus one to pay any amount of mana. Look at that many cards from the top of your library. Then put one of those cards into your hand and the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. And minus seven for you get an emblem with tap it on tapped artifact you control. This emblem deals one damage to any target. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Right off the bat, Rob, from that plus one. Tap to add colorless. This mana can't be spent to cast a non-artifact spell. Why doesn't it say this mana can only be used to cast artifact spells? Because you can use it to pay for activated abilities. Oh. So any random activated ability you can pay for with a power stone token. So like Karn's minus one. Exactly. You can tap a power stone exactly. token. Okay. This is, this is how it lines Pretty up. Right. It's a It's a... It's something that isn't a non-artifact spell. You can't use it to cast Karn because he's not an artifact spell, but you could use it to pay for his activated ability or yeah. the the, tr- the activated abilities thing. Um, the other thing with the activated ability is the amount of mana you spend isn't locked in until the ability resolves. So if your opponent wants to try to counter it, I don't know, there might be a rare in the set that counters activated abilities. You don't have to pay any mana if they counter the activated ability. Okay. Um. So. A lot of um, people really slamming on Karn. Saying this card is a hot trash fire. This, I mean. But I kind of like him. It's comparable to Karn Sinaversa, right? Mm. <laughs> Interesting. Like, so neither of them point. are Pioneer playable is what I'm saying. Okay, well okay. then who cares? <laughs> all right, all right, yeah. <laughs> we all agree. <laughs> uh, the Defilers. There's a cycle of uh, really cool, really cool creatures that bring Frexian mana back. Phyrexian mana for the masses. Everybody gets Phyrexian mana now. Fun. Um, so Defiler of Vigor is green, green, three for a six, six creature Phyrexian worm with trample. As an additional cost to cast green permanent spells, you may pay two life. Those spells cost green less to cast if you paid life this way. This effect reduces only the amount of green mana you pay. Whenever you cast a green permanent spell, put a plus one, plus one counter on each creature you control. Woof. Okay, I Hello. feel like, can I just say something? Sure. I feel like there's a better way to say that. Like you can spend Phyrexian oh, yeah. mana instead of green on your spells. Maybe that but doesn't you work. You only want to replace rules. one symbol, right? So it, this only lets you. So Defiler of Vigor, it makes a single green symbol into an. Into oh, a so you can't play the. No, yes. it's saying you can do it one, one time. Oh, one time okay. per Defiler of Vigor. So if you have two Defiler of Vigors out, um, it would make your third Defiler of Vigor <laughs> cost just three mana and four life. Oh, well, all right. So each one, yeah. Each, I mean, at that point, my life is pretty good no matter what I think. Yeah. Um, and so, and this is any permanent spell, uh, which is not immediately apparent. I thought it was just going to be creatures when I first yeah. read these cards, but it's any permanent. So you can use it to reduce the cost on Ajani, as mentioned. And so you can pay for artifacts or enchantments or planeswalkers with one mana less and two life instead. Nice. Um, it kind of makes all of your random artifacts into birthing pods, which is neat. Wow, I would not have played this card correctly at the pre-release, <laughs> right? Rob. I'm just letting it's, you know that. These are all incredible. I would have thought I could do it twice. Anyway, yeah. um, n- now you I know. Can pay, you pay two life and that spells cost one less to cast if you paid life this way. Okay. It's 
engineered into the way the spell cast spellcasting system worked. I looked at it. And I said, oh, yeah, this makes sense. Yeah, this is this is a change to payment of costs. OK, cool. And you're like, but I want to change these symbols out. And I'm like, it doesn't really work that way. <laughs> Here I am. Don't worry, no, Wizard of the Coast. It, yeah, cleaning up but, your messes since well, it, 2012. I mean, the, the other thing is you don't it, like, would you expect to be able to play um, Gigantosaur for 10 life? <laughs> I think that'd be fun. It I would was be really say fun. yes, but that's yeah. yeah that yeah. seems like it would be a problem. On a personal level, yes. yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on a on own. a rules level, I guess. <laughs> and also, not. would you want your opponents to cast Gigantosaurus for? Okay, fine, 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 fine. No, fine, no, fine. no. Okay, no, I don't. <sighs> now I understand why this was bad. Thanks, Dad. Uh, also, Phyrexia mana is one of the most broken mechanics. In yeah, history. It's for yeah. real. It's like um, this. You have to pay mana to get to it. Like this is the correct thing is it gates it behind you having to pay a five mana spell first. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. So now we're going to move on to individual card notes. Yeah. Individual cards. That so, might trip you up. Yep. So let's look at artillery blast here. White and one for an instant. On his domain, Artillery Blast deals X damage to target tapped creature where X is one plus the number of basic land types among lands you control. Mm -hmm. So it shoots any tapped creature, probably an attacker. It's an instant. Um, The number four domain on this card is figured out during the resolution of Artillery Blast. So if your opponent has a way to bounce one of your lands or change a land type of one of your lands, it's possible for them to decrease its number. Um, So you can get hit during resolution. Uh, there's random bounce spells in the set. I don't remember if any of them hit lands. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of changing land types, Pixie Illusionist. Single blue for a fairy wizard, 1-1. One, one. Kicker of green and three. Flying. If it was kicked, it enters the battlefield with two plus one plus one counters on it. Nice. Tap. Target land you control becomes the basic land type of your choice until end of turn. Huh. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So it lets you um, turn on domain, uh, filter colors. The thing is that it becomes that type so there's the new uh, the new tapped dual uh, the new tapped common duels right Mm -hmm. that are both basic land types if you target that with pixie illusionist you wipe out one of the land types or maybe both the land types if you have a swamp forest and you target with pixie illusionist and you say island it's neither a swamp or a forest it becomes an island only island yeah and so you can randomly change your domain in the middle of other things Ooh, Ooh, that's Um, it's very weird um it's probably bad domain is almost always good to have a higher number but Pixie Illusionist can like scale down your domain very randomly at very strange times. Yeah. Um, or scale it up. You, you'll usually use Pixie Illusionist to like add a bonus domain. But I mean, there's 9,000 IQ plays that you could make sometimes. <laughs> uh, cleaving Skyrider. White and two for a 2-2 human warrior with flash and kicker red and two. Flying. When Cleaving Skyrider enters enters the battlefield, if it was kicked, it deals X damage to any target, where X is the number of attacking creatures. And just like with uh, with above, X is calculated during resolution. Um, so they can kill your attackers in order to scale down your X. Yeah. Um, which probably will happen a lot that's more a than cool your That's a cool card. I haven't seen a card yeah. that's like that. Also, this is you great. can do it based on their attackers, right? If they mm-hmm. attack with like three things and you exactly. flash this in, it's yeah, like exactly, yeah. ping, ping three. Yeah. Nice. You, you shoot three attackers and you block something else. Nice. Uh, block I, I mean, it's six mana. Yeah. Boom. Eat it. I win. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the one thing to note with Kicker, if you're playing with Kicker um, over the weekend at the pre-release, you are going to get tricked. 
Cleaving Skywriter is a two-two flash for three. No, no, no. You'll you'll be psychically tricked. You'll you'll like be strategically tricked. You'll say, I want to get the max value out of this. I want to spend six mana because this is a removal spell. But sometimes you just need a two-two flyer for three. Yeah. And so Think about the fact that this has two modes that you can pick. Sure. So it, it is. This is not a six mana spell. Don't think so of it as six mana spell. So you're saying this is also a split card. Yes, this is also a split <laughs> card. Yes. Oh God. <laughs> um. So it, like this. This is a thing that has gotten me forever. I want the most value. Right. I want this to kill an attacker. So I'm going to hold on to it. But sometimes you just need to play a two two for three on three. Great point. Right. Yep. Um. Cut down. Cut down as an instant for single black. Destroy target creature with total power and toughness five or less. Read the card. Yes. This is great. It's very good. Uh, But note that it checks that five or less so that total power and toughness is you sum the power and toughness. A two, three. Okay. You can target it. A three, three. No. Mm -hmm. Um, It also checks during casting and resolution. So if you, if they play a buff spell on their creature, they'll counter your cut down. Well, they won't counter it, but they'll prevent it from resolving. Fire's Victory. Uh, red and one for an instant with kicker of blue and two. If this spell was kicked, draw a card. Fire's Victory deals damage to target creature or planeswalker equal to the number of cards in your hand. Instant speed discard. Instant speed discard. Um, that'll get you, but that's that's not my consideration. My consideration is that this spell is phrased really weirdly. It should just be broken out into two lines because it always deals damage. Kick it or, kicked or not. Yeah. This always is a burn spell. And yeah. But it's all on one line, so it looks like if it was kicked, draw a card and deal damage. So you're like, why does this spell exist? <laughs> but right? why, why isn't it no. just five mana? Yeah, you yeah. can yeah. you can just ca- cast it for one in a red, and it's like deal damage. Yeah, At, it's just Jumps two mana, usually about like four damage a lot yeah. of the time, right? Like that that's pretty good. It yeah, kills if a thing. you're just like playing, re- if you're not in red <clears throat> blue, if you're in red green yeah. or whatever, you still probably could get some. You yeah. probably play. I, this. I would play this in most of my limited decks yeah. that have just red. Or like a red, green, white decks or whatever. It's fine. And that's the other thing with kicker is almost all the kicker in the set is cross. I think maybe all the kicker in the set is cross color kicker. Um, be aware that sometimes you just play your two, two flyer for three in red, green, in your red, green deck. And you don't care about the red kicker. You're yeah, like, whatever. Yeah. Um, founding the third path. Blue and one for a saga. It has read ahead. And it's... Um, Chapter one is you may cast an instant or sorcery spell with mana value one or two from your hand without paying its mana cost. Chapter two is target player mills four cards. And chapter three is exile target instant or sorcery card from your graveyard. Copy it and you may cast the copy. Hmm. So for those of us that play modern, this is exactly mana value one or two on the first section. It's not mana value zero. So you can't cast crashing footballs of this card. Gotcha. Um, on you chapter, sickos. On chapter three, you pay for the copy. You know what it doesn't say? Cast the copy without paying its mana cost. Mm-hmm. So you have to pay for whatever you you get, which is fine. Like you you probably get this on your draw after your draw step after you're untapped. You get you're you were going to pay for the card. It's fine. But it also for crashing footfalls, you can't pay for it because it has a null mana cost. So uh, this never gets crashing footfalls or any of the similar you know, 15 cards. So this like is just a PSA for anyone out there who is thinking about crashing football. Yeah. If you're, if you're thinking about brewing in modern, you're like, I'm a genius. No, no. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, you're not. Again. Yeah. Inscribed tablet. It's a one man artifact. One and tap and sacrifice it. Reveal the top five cards of your library. Put a land card from among them into your hand and the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. 
if you didn't put a card into your hand this way, draw a card. Uh, the first time I read this, I thought that I could always opt to draw cards, but you can't. Uh, you reveal the top five cards of your library. So they're shown to your opponent and you are instructed to put a land card from your hand yeah. or from that, from those five into your hand. Um, so Do you have to, yeah, if there's a land there, you have to put it in your hand, but if there's no lands, you get a card. So it, like, that's I think it's nice. really cool. Yeah, that's like nice. this, this is just, it just great. Basically all the time, even if you miss missing, gets you a card, which yeah. darn, it gives you a sixth <laughs> chance at a land. If that's like what that you needed. Too. Yeah. Um, but you do have to choose a land if you reveal one. Um, and they also get to see what awesome things you passed up to yeah. put on the bottom of your library. Yeah, make them quake with fear by putting your best cards on the bottom of the library. You <laughs> that, got them. That there is, you go. That is, that is definitely a choice <laughs> that I have tip. made. Like, like, wait, did you discard a 5-5 five, five for 4? Hot tips. What is, Hot tips. What is, what is your hand? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, protect the negotiators. It's an instant for blue and one with kicker of white. If this spell was kicked, create a 1-1 white soldier creature token. And then counter target spell unless its controller pays one for each creature you control. Um, you do things in order. So this makes a soldier and then makes them pay based on your creatures. So you get to count that soldier immediately. They don't get to respond in the middle either. Because it's all during the resolution of the spell. So if they think they're going to be smart and kill your soldier token, they don't get the chance to. Because it's all right in order. Even if you have no other creatures, this is guaranteed to make them pay one mana. Nice. Or else their spell's countered. All right. So it's perfectly reasonable, I think, a lot yeah. of the time to just play this card. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. Slimefoot. Yeah, oh, he's back. He's back. Slimefoot survey. Is yeah. Slimefoot is Slimefoot, is Slimefoot reprinted in this set? No. Okay. Um, they they so. just have a lot of cards referring to um, members of the Weatherlight crew. I'll just, like, look at Slimefoot and pretend that Slimefoot's <laughs> in the set. Yeah. I mean, he is in this card. Look at him. Right? He's looking. Oh, yeah. what a he cutie. He has a spyglass. Does he have eyes? He's a fungus. Well, he has like eye stalks. All the funerals have eye stalks. <laughs> okay, fair. He's looking from the ship Weatherlight. Spooky. He's looking. Don't yeah. you think? Yeah, he's surveying the world. He's trying to figure out what's going on in Dominario. He's like, did Zelfir return? <gasps> was Slimefoot on the Weatherlight when it was completed? We hope not. I hope I, not, Slimey. I also hope not, but he might be. We might get Slimefoot completed. <gasps> no. So green and four for sorcery. Domain, search your library for up to two land cards that each have a basic land type. Put them onto the battlefield tapped, then shuffle. Then look at the top X cards of your library where X is the number of basic land types among lands you control. Put up to one of them on top of your library and the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. So this says search your library for lands that have a basic land type. This is different from basic land cards. Basic land cards are the ones that have the word basic on them. Things with a basic land type are things that have plains, swamp, forest, mountain, or island on them. So you could have an island swamp. Yes, you could search for two duels with this and put them out of the battlefield tapped. They're going to enter tapped anyways. Almost all the time when you cast this spell, it's going to be domain for five as far nice. as I can tell. Because you're going to find your off-color dual land and then you'll look at five cards and put a spell back on top <laughs> wow. of your library. So, nice. like, but be aware that you can fetch your non-basics with basic types on them. Um, Tatiova, Steward of Tides. She's back. She is back. Yay. And she costs blue-green-green for a 3-3 legendary creature Merfolk Druid. She says land creatures you control have flying. So if something is both a land and a creature, it has flying. Whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, if you control seven or more lands, un- up to one target land you control becomes a 3-3 elemental creature with haste. It's still a land. <laughs> wow. So she, she'll give that creature flying. That land right. creature, because it's still a land. Ramp. Good job, um, Tatiana. Note that she has no duration on that effect. Yeah, it's just so she per- So she permanently 
bumps your land up into being a 3-3, but it only has flying while she's in the battlefield. So they can kill her and then all of your lands fall to the ground and get blocked. Megan, which tattoo over do you want? This one or the old one? The old one. Yeah, yeah the old same, one says draw card. Same. Like, it's a draw card. Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. Even though this one is faster, like you can pay, yeah. play it as a 3-3 three, three for three. Nah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Anointed Peacekeeper. It's white and two for a creature human cleric. It's a 3-3. Three, three. It has Vigilance. As Anointed Peacekeeper enters the battlefield, look at an opponent's hand, then choose any card name. Spells your opponent's cast with the chosen card with the chosen name cost two more to cast. Activated abilities of sources with the chosen name cost two more to activate unless they're mana abilities. So you can name anything. You can name any card at all. And generally in a tournament setting, you'll only be allowed to name stuff that's in the current format or whatever format you're playing in. Um, slippery but, Boggle. <clears throat> yep, you can name Slippery Boggle. You don't have to see it. You look at their hand and you're like, all those cards suck. I'm just going to name Boseju. Um, because you can do that. You can name lands and act, mana ability means an ability that adds mana, not an ability that costs mana. So this would make Boseju cost four. The channel abilities in those lands, though, do get reduced by the number of legends. So if they have three legends, they'll still Boseju you for one because it, the activated ability costs two more to activate and then it gets reduced by the legendary effect on the yep. channel abilities. It's weird. Um, but you can name them, which does make it harder for your opponent to be able to get you with um, Odawara, the Soaring City, or Beseju, sure. notably. Yeah. Or Iganjo. Or Iganjo. Yeah, getting got by Iganjo is a thing that's they happened to me on multiple occasions. Iganjo. Yeah, <laughs> Many occasions I've been got <laughs> by Iganjo. happens to us all. Um, Urtai Resurrected. Black, blue, two for a legendary creature, Phyrexian human wizard. Urtai! Yeah, they brought him back from the dead because they wanted the snarkiest wizard of all time. Uh, he's a 3-2, by the way. He has Flash, and when Urtai Resurrected enters the battlefield, choose up to one. Counter target spell, activated ability, or triggered ability. Its controller draws a card. Or destroy another target creature or planeswalker. Its controller draws a card. Wow. Dang, Urtai. Yeah. I, so the thing with him is he can counter anybody's triggered abilities. So if you have a triggered ability you don't want, you can Urtai your own triggered ability to get a card out of it. Oh, all right. That's what I'm doing. Um, notably for, like, the packs in Modern. You can Urtai yeah. your own packs so that you don't have to pay for them and you get to draw oh. a card. <laughs> um, negation, I, I mean, counter your thing and uh, who cares? And draw a card. Wow. If you are Plague and Pioneer or Modern, <laughs> Yorian is the scourge of everyone's lives. Well, always uh, has been. You can counter the return trigger from Yorian. So they exile all their stuff uh. and then you counter the return <laughs> trigger and stays gone. Uh, Rob. Uh, <laughs> you can have wow. a card. Do you uh, know, you can draw one card. Yeah, you can, ha you can have a card. That's your consolation there prize. There you go. Um, so I'm taking that Urtai yep. on a second date yep. after I learned that about him. <laughs> um, the it, He's just, he counters a lot of things. Uh, it's not usual to be able to interact with all types of stuff the way that Urtai does. Um, I've heard people say he's not very good because he gives them cards. And I'm like, I don't care. Right? If like, I counter a Yorion trigger and they exile everything they've ever had, I would, yeah. I'm having the best day of my life. Right, exactly. Yeah. And there's lots of things like that that exist out there in the universe, right? That you're just like, yeah, no, Party decline, on. have a card Yep, that's good. A random card, better than whatever that was, right? <laughs> so be aware. Um, This one is a rant. Do we have time for me to rant? I want. This I just want to hear you pronounce this, this card. Oh, King Darian, uh, King Darian, the fifty uh, eighth, right, or forty eighth? He's the forty eighth. Sorry, I can't count. Um, 
King Darian the Forty Eighth. I he's, just wanted to know because I didn't know the Roman numerals of this card. Well, he's X less than L, and L is five, so it's so it's forty. No, L is or L's fifty. L is fifty. Fifty. Yeah, sorry. Oh, X is less. X is fifty. So it's X less than L plus eight, right? So wait, no. Ten, ten less than fifty is why, forty. Why is it minus? Because the X is before, before the L. Oh. If you, it, it's just. It's just like IV is four, right? So oh, sure. because the, the smaller, if the smaller is, b- is before the larger, then it's well, subtracted that's from it. Never yeah. come up in my life before. And so. you, and you've never had to do multi-digit Roman numerals and you are better for it. It's terrible. <laughs> like, so it's King Darius. That's the why 48th. the Roman number yeah. fell, everybody. Think about yeah, it. The, long, have you tried to do long division with Roman numerals? You know what? I haven't, but I, I trust I, that yeah, it's terrible. I don't suggest it. Just don't. <laughs> friends don't let friends do long division with Roman numerals. So uh, white green one. Uh, Darian is a legendary creature, human soldier. He's a two, three. He says other creatures you control get plus one, plus one. And for white green three, put a plus one, plus one counter on King Darian and create a one, one white soldier creature token. Sacrifice King Darian. Creature tokens you control gain hexproof and indestructible until end of turn. This card's really good. This card is really good. Yeah. I have a question. Yeah, sure. Why is he not a noble? You know, how many nobles are there in the typeline? There's a noble be, in this set. The typeline would be too long. Noble. No, he shouldn't be a soldier. Uh, they should get I rid of soldier. He's a king. Yeah, there's tons of kings and tons of nobles. Oh, there's they lots eroded, of nobles. Yeah, in they that. put wow. noble on a ton of wow. cards. At Eld- wow. When Eldraine came out, they added noble and they went back and they eroded King Suleiman. King Suleiman's a noble now. He's okay. from. Hear me out. Identity wise, King Darian just sees himself more as a soldier than as a noble. <laughs> sure, but that's the case with a bunch of these idiots from the past of magic, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, the, the king, if you put king on a card, they're a king, which means they should be a noble. Squee is in this set. Squee is a noble. I don't know what to tell you. I, I'm, I'm, wow, there's a lot of nobles yes. who, quite frankently, don't deserve it. Right. Except wow. for Squirrel Sovereign. That's a Squirrel Noble, yeah. and that Squirrel that's deserves it. That's the right it. choice. That's a perfect choice. Squirrel Sovereign, upgraded from advisor to noble, right? Like, great. Wow, there's some, I mean, honestly, I was looking at Queen of Ice. Do you remember yeah. this card from yeah. um, Randomly, Throne of Eldraine? Yeah, that's, Throne of Eldraine. that's why noble. they added Noble. They wanted, they wanted a throwaway type that didn't connect with anything. They were like, this is a worthless this is a person without a job that their job is being a duke or whatever. Right. Yeah. Sure. So they wanted a type that didn't do anything. And they're like, well, we want him to interact with soldiers. And Darian I'm like, I don't care. W- wants to be fighting on the field. Like I'm not a king. I'm a dude who fights. Yeah, yeah. But there's like 30 of those in the history of magic. Yeah. I, 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 I get remember. it. I also think that Zara Aaron should be a noble, but that's we'll different. start the campaign. She's an assassin. And that's fine. She she got a job. She trained herself to do something. Okay, cool. You All lost the nobility type. Need to get a job. Yeah. I own land and live off an inheritance. Mm-hmm. I have I have bugbears about type lines. So like, I, I understand that this is a thing that like me and four other people in the world care about. It's fine. Um, Nameda, Primeval Warden. Um, she's returned. Green, black, two for a three, four legendary creature, tree folk. She has reach. And if a creature an opponent controls would die, exile it instead. When you do, create a 1-1 green sapperling creature token. Green and sacrifice a sapperling. Nameda Primeval Warden gets plus two, plus two until end of turn. Black one and sacrifice two sapperlings. Draw a card. Nice. Great. Uh, this is a replacement effect, so it prevents dice triggers on their stuff. But then it generates a triggered ability as a reflexive trigger. So they could like respond to the trigger and counter it with Urtai so you don't get a token. 
Um, and it gives them the chance to actually interact with that. Unlike Kalidus, who uh, doesn't give them the chance to interact yeah. with it. You just randomly get tokens in the middle of their spells. It's really annoying. Do you remember back in the day when we argued about Kalidus or Kalitas? Yeah. It felt yeah. like every other day we were arguing oh, about yeah. that. And then you just randomly change and you'd be like, no, I feel like it's it's Kalitas. 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 I yeah. think I'm a Kalitas. I think I always I like said Kalitas. Yeah. Very fancy sounding. Yeah. Anyway. He should be a noble. Um, <laughs> Radadrabic of Urborg. What a name. Yeah, this is a great name. Radadrabic of Urborg. Um, Black White Not two. a drawback. Yeah. This doesn't have a drawback. Uh, legendary creature zombie wizard has vigilance in ward two. And it says other zombies you control have vigilance because that's a thing that's happened before. It's very weird. I think that's new. Yeah. And whenever another legendary creature you control dies, create a token that's a copy of that creature, except it's not legendary. And it's a 2-2 black zombie in addition to its other colors yeah, cool. and types. This is super neat. Your your legendary creatures uh, come back from the dead as just random idiots. Right? Yeah, With their, zombies. They basically have their text boxes, um, but a different power and toughness. Um, this is great. It lets you have, and this is on the, if you copy them, the copy isn't legendary either. So you can clone your tokens or you can use a Seekus Chariot to make non-legendary token copies of your other legendary things. It's very cool. It behaves in a very, very odd way if you have a planeswalker that is a creature that dies. So like Grandmaster of Flowers. Mm -hmm. Or maybe like um, Sarkin becomes yeah. a dragon. Yeah, either the, either the Sarkins that animate or a Gideon that animates. Sure. Um, there's a bunch of these animating. There's um, actually, there's a there's a recent one that animates um, that just turns into a creature for somehow um, that I don't remember. But um and this behaves very strangely, though, those planeswalkers. They are legendary. They are creatures. They die. This trigger happens, and it puts a token copy out that makes it a creature in addition to its other types. Um, oh, so it's a wait. It doesn't make it a creature. It's not legendary, and it's a 2-2 black zombie in addition to its other types. But it doesn't say it's a 2-2 black zombie creature. So it comes uh -oh. back as just a planeswalker. Wow. So, so if, your planeswalk, if you're a live planeswalker dies, yes. it comes back as a planeswalker. Yes. And then if it Sick. animates, it depends on which effect is animating it based on the timestamp of that to determine whether or not it's a zombie or a planeswalker. It, it's weird. I, oh, like, my. Uh, but yeah, I thought this, I misread this the first time. I thought this was making planeswalkers that were also creatures at the same time without other prevention effects. And I was like, this is very bad. No, this is much better than I thought it was. Well, that's um, good. It's not legendary, and it's a 2-2 black zombie in addition to its other colors and types. Um, if you animate it, it would still end up being a zombie. It's still end up being, well, it's still going to be black no matter what. It's always going to be black. Animating it adds attack zombie onto the Planeswalker zombie. It, it'd be a legendary, it'd probably be a legendary creature planeswalker zombie if it's a Gideon. It's usually a soldier except for one of the Gideons. Sure. Sarkin adds dragon, so it becomes a dragon, but like sometimes noble, it makes right? itself a dragon. <laughs> I, I, I like Deal with this on a case-by-case -case basis. Uh, um, but, I'll just not deal with it. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, but it's very, it, this got, went from very bad until I reread it into very cool. Um, speaking of planeswalkers, Urza assembles the Titans. White, white three for a saga with read ahead. Uh, the first chapter is scry four. Then you may reveal the top card of your library. If a planeswalker card is revealed this way, put it in your hand. Uh, it's chapter two is you may put a planeswalker card with mana value six or less from your hand onto the battlefield. And chapter three is you may activate the loyalty abilities of planeswalkers you control twice this turn rather than only once. Uh, so the first couple are straightforward. The third chapter is weird. 
because you could do stuff with this, right? It goes to chapter three. You have the chapter three trigger on the stack. You like bounce it with something that lets you bounce it and you play it again. Yeah. And then you read ahead and go directly to chapter three. Um, how many times do you think you could activate your planeswalkers this turn? So Only twice, right? Because it says you may can you may activate them twice. Exactly. It's it changes one to two. It does not say an additional time. Gotcha. Yep. It's uh, not like taking extra turns. <laughs> yeah, it is not taking extra turns. Your planeswalkers become twice as good, but not three times as good, um, and not four times as good either, uh, which is the other way multiplication works. Nice. Rith liberated primeval. White green red two for a legendary creature dragon. Rith is a five five with flying and ward two. Seems good. Yeah. Other dragons you control have ward two as well. At the beginning of your end step, if a creature or planeswalker an opponent controlled was dealt excess damage this turn, create a 4-4 red dragon creature token with flying. So we don't talk about excess damage this that much. Excess no. damage is if damage is dealt to that above the number of loyalty counters on it or the amount of toughness that creature has. Mm -hmm. So if it's a 2-2 creature and you lightning strike it, it has taken one excess damage. Um, it's kind of how trample works, except that this works very strangely with trample because trample doesn't like take excess damage into account. Trample changes the rules for damage assignment. If you have a two, two creature and I attack with a three, three with trample and you block with your two, two, I can assign two to the, your creature and then one to the player. Yeah. Um, and so that creature will die and it will not have taken excess damage because with trample. Yes. Can I choose to yes. assign all three? You to may it? elect to assign okay. the, the damage down onto the creature instead of going up to the face. For I some will of it. say that on arena, you need to man set yes. this manually in the yeah. You need to be in like full settings. control mode yeah. or something, right? You can you can choose, I believe, through a menu item to make sure when you have excess damage to us, like it, you yeah. not don't auto assign it. Yeah, don't auto assign. So that is a um, thing. I mean, yeah. don't do this unless you. <laughs> yeah, do if you cast Rith, go into your settings really quick yeah. and change this. Yeah, um, but. It's just unusual enough that it's not apparent. I had I was at an RCQ recently where I attacked with a with like a four four trampler and my opponent blocked a three one ones and I was like, all right, I'm gonna put the the one one that has a dice trigger in the back and I'm gonna assign two to the first one and one to the second or two to each of your other two creatures and not gonna kill your other creature. He's like, wait, you can do that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I just assigned more to the front to the things in front and I don't even get to trample over on you. And he's like, oh. So I don't get my trigger. I'm like, nope. <laughs> He's like, we should call a judge. I'm like, absolutely. We should. I would love to call a judge. <laughs> like, like, you yeah. look very confused. I, I'm in. <laughs> Bring him on over here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it, we didn't do anything wrong. Nothing was bad about it. He's like, oh, I didn't realize this is the way it worked. I mean, um, nobody does. Yeah, nobody yeah. does. Um, Sphinx of Clear Skies. Blue, blue, three for a creature sphinx. It's a five, five flying ward two. This, yeah, just everything is a ward two Jeez. flyer now. Uh, domain. Whenever Sphinx of Clear Skies deals combat damage to a player, reveal the top X cards of your library where X is the number of basic land types among lands you control. An opponent separates those cards into two piles. Mm -hmm. Put one pile into your hand and the other into your graveyard. Perfection. It's perfectly fair. What more they do divide you need to and do? you choose. Yes. It's fact or fiction every time. Exactly. And I really just What's wrong with it? Yeah. Who could be mad about this? No. Because they, they get a hand in the process. Yeah. They can put all the cards in one pile and you exactly. could choose the empty pile. And I could I've done choose that the to empty somebody pile. before. You could. I, I've literally oh. had somebody factor fiction me and say, five instants, you can have like five zero. And I'm like, I choose the zero. Great. To, you be, know. to be very fair, that was a very weird standard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> In this instance, I 
pick the pile with five. Yeah, yeah. I don't you know if I have do. the self-control to ever pick the pile that doesn't have the cards in it. Have you ever been blood oathed? Okay. <laughs> Blood Oath would 15 you and you would die. Well, whatever. <laughs> Maybe it's worth it, Rob. I, Maybe some things are is. worth it. It, re- it really is. Sometimes death is the path yeah, we choose. Yes, I, I, you have to choose, choose between winning the game or drawing five cards. Draw five. Draw five. Draw five. Draw five. Yes. <laughs> I'll win it later. Yep. Uh, so Weatherlight completed. Uh, it's a two mana legendary artifact vehicle. It has five power and five toughness if you get it to animate. It has flying and no crew cost. Yeah, we talked about As long earlier. as Weatherlight Completed has four or more phoresis counters on it. It's a Phyrexian creature in addition to its other types. Whenever a creature you control dies, put a phoresis counter on Weatherlight Completed. Then draw a card if it has seven or more phoresis counters on it. If it doesn't, scry one. So What a big baddie. Yeah, it's no crew cost and the last ability is a word maze. Uh, whenever a creature you control dies, check. Do we have a, 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 a we're going to put a phrases counter on this. If it has seven or more, we're good. And you get to draw a card. If it doesn't have seven or more, scry one instead. Yeah. Uh, my suggestion is if you're playing in paper, pick up the card and look at it after you put the counter on it. And then let your, like, like then double check how many counters it has on it. All right. Because you're going to get to look at that card no matter what, right? It's safe yeah. to look at it. You're going to scry it or you're going to draw it. And then you just like double check your brain because if you're super excited about looking at the card and you're like, this needs to be in my hand. And you're like, oh, but I only have like five counters on this thing. Um, you're still safe. Um, so go ahead and get excited about that card. Yeah, you'll draw it someday. Get excited um, about it. But it also feels like you want more value from your scries. You always want to scry at bottom. Yeah, if you yeah. scry to the top, it's like you did nothing. Yeah, exactly. Waste. So it's like draw, like you want the. <laughs> you might as well have not scryed at all. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Y'all make great points. Um, Zur, Eternal Schemer, also makes great points. Um, <laughs> black, blue, white for a legendary creature, human wizard. He's a one-four flying, enchantment creature you control have death touch, lifelink, and hexproof. Great. White and one. Target non-aura enchantment you control becomes a creature in addition to its other types and has base power and toughness. Base power and base toughness, each equal to its mana value. Not aura. Get out of here. What's with this aura hatred? Well, no, no, no. He, you want it to have aura hatred because white and one animating an aura makes it fall off because it turns into a creature. I that's guess, also an aura. Yeah, that's true. So you don't want it. He, 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 he cares for you. Look, he doesn't yes. want you to accidentally Rob, kill let your auras. Me make that decision. I, like, <laughs> he's so, making sure your your boggles don't lose their hats. Right, right. Exactly. He says if your hat turns into a creature, it falls off you and then dies. You don't want your hats to die. No, I don't. Um, what he does do, though, is very interesting with creatures that are also enchantments. We have, oh, I don't know, 20 of those in standard right now. Ooh. Right? Because um, Kamigawa had a lot of enchantment creatures. Yes. And so he actually sets the base power and toughness and overrides whatever they have for their base power and toughness. So the reflection of Kiki-Jiki, the B-side of um, the, B-side of the yeah. Kiki-Jiki enchantment, um, is a three mana value enchantment creature. But it's a 2-2. Two, two. So he can point at it and then make the oh, reflection yeah. into a 3-3. Three, three. Nice. Um, this might change up or down on any random thing. You have to actually look at the cards. But he just behaves strangely with enchantments that are already creatures. Have you all listened to the B-side of Kiki-Jiki? It's like way better than the <laughs> single they've been playing on the radio. Yeah, yeah it, yes, you know what I really it really think is. So. The yeah. whole album is great. <laughs> also true. It says Front draw two back. cards. I yeah. love Mirror true. Breaker. True. <laughs> Wow, that's it, Rob. Wow. That's that's what I got. Yay, Dominaria. Um, I have like some other weird notes at the top of this, which is like, 
Uh, why is the line creature Phyrexian horse in this set? Uh, <laughs> I love it. It's yeah. a Phyrexian horse. It's a Phyrexian what horse. What do you want to call it? it? Yeah. I, I was a little, I'm like, why is this a horse? I don't have a problem with it being a Phyrexian. It like eats things. Is this normal for horses? Do you know what? Have I don't you know. I've never owned a horse. a pile of hay, Rob? <laughs> it eats if creatures. You're, if you're a pile of hay, then you would understand. <laughs> I'm not. Um, a, yeah. You're not Phyrexian a pile of hay. I'm not horse. a pile of hay. Wow. Right? It creates soldiers, I'm really which makes glad sense. that you have enough self-confidence <laughs> to know that you're not a pile of hay. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's also 27 reprints in this set wow which is a very large number for a non-core set yeah i asked you what is normal and the 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 number is like four really yeah no it's very tiny dominaria united is essentially kind of the replacement core set of this year remember because it was no because Baldur's gate was a commander legend set it's not a standard set so and this was supposed to be earlier remember yeah, oh, yeah. got pushed, and so it is kind of a corset. Oh, yeah, it's kind of a corset, and also a lot of the times, like your random vanilla-ish things in a set will be, you know, like Strixhaven Owl Friend or whatever. Yeah, and it'll yeah, be a, yeah. It'll be a, your 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 Windrake will be you'll be named after whatever the place is because they want you to feel like it's from there. Well, but we we spent you know fifteen years right. on Dominaria, right, in the early days of Magic, and so. They're like, well, we could just go back and mine some of these old Dominaria cards. Do you yeah. want Gaia's Might? We have Gaia's Might. We don't need another pump spell, right? <laughs> yeah, it's the pump spell that well. the sets want that this set wants anyways, and we don't need to rename it as you know Strixhaven's Might or Kaladesh's Might or sure. whatever. So they're just like, yeah, great. We're gonna reuse all these cards from back in the day, and so you end up with a bunch of just like really interesting reprints. Some of which are new to Pioneer, and some of which I think are new to Modern as well. And you know, um, too, it's we're gonna have the next Dominarius like remastered set, which is yeah. going to be a bunch more reprints yes. from stuff that like is related to or happened on Dominaria yeah. over the years. Yeah, it's all reprints, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so that's just like a huge reprint dump as well. Like um, um Bone Splinters gets a reprint in this set, which has new art from Jeremy Wilson, which yeah. I think is just gorge. It is it, oh, I, yeah. I love these Very like good. it like philosophical like images, right? This isn't telling you like a physical bone splintering. This is something psychological about having your, your bones splintered. This is a skeleton with its head on fire with green fire being swallowed by a green flood. There you go. Psychological horror. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a good point, Rob. Um, 27 reprints in this set, little unusual. Yep. But I got to I mean, say, this set looks very cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're reprinting the Painlands. Actually, the single most thing, sure. the single yeah. thing I'm most excited for is reprinting Allied Color Painlands into Pioneer. Yeah. yeah. Because Pioneer mana bases in Allied Colors are terrible and have always been terrible. Liliana the Veil, I mean. Yeah, Liliana the Veil is very exciting. Yeah. Um, but she's going to go in. about her very different ages on these cards? Yeah. yeah. It's like uh, young Liliana, old Liliana. What's going yeah. on with that? I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, she, that's all. Yep. I Maybe we'll find out in story time with Megan. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Like, I I'm impulse. Kind of into, I'm into old Liliana. Yeah. I, I'm excited about characters like progressing and aging and being different. Well, that's what the yeah. thing. Yeah. When I saw this first previewed, I was like, oh, they've made her a teenager again. I don't like that. Like Liliana is existing in the world and she's growing older and like, even yeah. with her demonic powers, not yeah. going to last and forever. Then, and then her showcase version is, is old Liliana, is her, right? Yeah. Old, yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, or like contemporary. What seems like should be contemporary age, right? For Liliana. Well, I mean, how old is she's pre-mending, right? She's like a thousand. 
Yeah. She, wow. She's been around a long time. Yeah, she's been. It's it, okay. Well, that's the other thing with the, the, the a lot of these Dominaria callbacks is there are a lot of characters that are very old. Yeah. Right? Like, and they have to call it out. They have to say, squeeze immortal. Joy yeah. doesn't age. Karn's a robot. Like, yeah. it, it, all these, all Teferi's these things. Yeah. Time slowing this thing down. <laughs> time. Yeah, Teferi's the master of time. He got down. de-sparked and re-sparked. We, we didn't want to remove him as a planeswalker. It was a mistake to ever take it away. Like. <laughs> I was unaware he had been de-sparked. Oh, yeah. Um, that was the Time Spiral story. Um, the Time Spiral story was the mending, right? Um, it was the mending of Dominaria, where the planes walk, uh, like, there were so many magical disasters that Dominaria was a right. shredded pit of terribleness, right? With big holes in time and space all over. Don't and talk about my house like that. I, look. A shredded, we, terrible we, we pit. Really, we really have been telling you about this for a while. <laughs> this you is an intervention. You use some gentler language is all I'm saying. No, we can't. It hasn't worked. Hints have not been, have not been effective. So now we're here we friends. are. Yes. A shredded pile of terribleness. And so they had all these, these big holes where disasters had happened. And so they had to bring planeswalkers to them. I'll and clean have them, up the cat piece yes. eventually. Right. And that's what they did. They came in and had planeswalkers clean up cat puke by sacrificing their sparks. Frailies died to oh, keep Lanawar alive. That's nice and yeah. And Teferi gave up his spark for, I think, Zelfir. Maybe it was Keld. Hmm. Um, was it worth it, Teferi? Well, well he, he survived. Around, so. Zelfir's yeah. in this set. Yeah. Uh, the Zelfir well, void has been restored, is, right? What? Zelfir exists in a little like snow globe. Yeah. Yeah, sure. But like there, there were all these things and they had to bring a bunch of planeswalkers to them to restore them. And then um, then they'd realize that they had to rewrite the nature of planeswalking. And then they yeah. made Nicobolus very angry. <laughs> and so. Yeah. Yeah. That, well, there you go, everybody. <laughs> this is the story of Time Spiral in a very short nutshell. <laughs> it is time. Yeah. You all. For cutest and grossest cards. Yes, yes indeed. Um, um, and I gotta say, Phyrexian sets, man, they yeah. got a lot oh, yeah. of contenders. A lot of a lot of contenders for gross cards. Let's talk about aggressive sabotage. Whatever's going on in the background of this is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. What is it can that really, thing? It can really just—I don't know what's happening here, but I don't like it. That I is a that. large ooze. That looks like something that would happen uh, in Dune. It, Whatever yes. is going on with this guy? Here. I don't that's know normal Frexy. Like that's just a normal Frexian idiot, right? Sure, like, but gross. he sure is gross. He's got a lot of tubes going into his flesh mounds. Right. Frexian warhorse is pretty yeah. bad too. Um, next up is Defiler of Flesh. I know I could yes. have I could have picked all of the Phyrexians. Yeah, yeah. Phyrexian Rager also gross. Defiler of Flesh, though, there's Ooh. something very spooky going on here. This is less gross and more spooky, but whatever this is, well, it's a real nightmare. They were all sewed together into a giant spider person. Yes. And they're eating exactly. a pegasus. And they're eating a pegasus, which oh, no, gets no. you on the bad list. Are they ASAP. eating that pegasus, or is that pegasus also sewed into the giant spider body? Yuck. Either way, it's bad news. It's really bad news. It's pretty awful. Cool art. Really bad times. <laughs> Uh, next metal. up, of course, you got to shout out the monstrous war leech. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, it's sure. a giant leech. Get it out of yeah. here. It has human hands. Exactly. It's bad. It's bad. Also, uh, it's being piloted by like a crab person. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Not nice. Not nice no. stuff. But of course, finally, the most disgusting writhing necromass. Mm. It's a body made of bodies. What else? 
Ew. That was Defiler of Flesh. This is just oh, that's half a bigger. It's, just, it's true. Do not, you're right. Body made of bodies. <laughs> what was the one? There was one you chose, you know, not recently. I don't want to use that word. Hogak? Hogak is a body yeah. made of bodies. Ho- Hogak is, is a body, body made, made of bodies. bodies. Okay, yep. yeah. Body made of bodies. It's disgusting. I don't know what else to say about it. Absolutely frightening. <laughs> really terrible stuff. Yeah. F's all around. F's in the chat. <laughs> I w- Bad times. <laughs> I, Rob, calm down. <laughs> He's trying to show me cue cards. I'm aware of this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Maria, All right. It's, time for, it's time for you. All right, let's uh, cleanse our palette with some cute cards, everybody. Yes, please. All right, so the first cute card uh, I want to bring up is a runner-up, which is Sunbathing Root Walla, <laughs> which yeah. I am a fan of Root Wallas on this podcast, you may yep. know. Um, yep. And this yeah. one is very cute, and he's sunbathing, which is cute? also a very cute activity. So yeah. a c- cute creature doing a cute thing, sunbathing Root Walla, you get a runner-up card. Um, Rob also just pointed this one out to me, Dragon Whelp. Very cute. Um, I, w- I would have this pet dragon. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. This little guy so happy. will hey. light my pilot light on my stove every morning and cook yep. me a nice little toast. Yep, he's a reprint. Dra- dragon Whelp, re- reprint from, like, he's been reprinted a yeah, lot of from, times. Yeah. A lot of times. Because if they want to print a cheap dragon, it's a perfectly balanced cheap dragon. And this, yeah. um, uh, people might argue with me because maybe they like the original Dragon Whelp, which I think is the first uh, pet you could have on Arena. That um, sounds right. Oh, yeah. They might say that's cutest, but I think this is the cutest printing of Dragon Whelp. It's very cute. It's very cute. Um, next runner up is Pilfer, which Rob also pointed out to me. <laughs> Don't worry, everybody. I know Tiny Bones is back. Yep. And <laughs> he's being very cute, being very, the smallest bones. Um, although he is not the smallest bones in this art, that honor goes to a tiny little bone horse. Yes, there's like whatever his tiny bone pet is. Yeah. yeah. What they gave him? They gave him a bone like companion, a yeah. bone familiar, a bone panion. Yeah. And he's also doing a very cute activity, which is pilfering. Yes. It's a heist. (laughs) Very cute. Tiny Bones, big fans of you on the show. Keep being tiny. Keep those bones small, Tiny Bones. (laughs) (laughs) Don't ever let your bones grow up. I have a question. Is Tiny Bones a child skeleton? (gasps) Now you're making it sad, Rob. No, (laughs) he's his own spooky thing. Oh, he can't be a child skeleton. He only has one set of teeth. Oh, great. There you go. Well, there, yeah. Yeah, just all of his teeth. If he had them, they would have grown out. Right. It will, no, 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 you have you ever looked them. at the x-ray of a, of a child's head? Do Let's do not do it. talk about Please it. Please don't do no, it. Don't do we it. We don't need to. <laughs> they are monsters. We don't need to get into yeah. it. Uh, this one was notified to me on Twitter. So thank you, Twitter follower, for this notification about Hexbane Tortoise, because I think I might have missed it. Um, because Hexbane Tortoise is a cute little turtle, which has ward, which is very cute. Yeah. Um, and it has its tiny little son sitting on top of its yeah. head. Yes. <laughs> it's riding along. Yeah. It's bring your, it's bring your turtle son to work day. Yeah, right. It that's it's enlisting the other tortoise. Oh, it's a, it is. Yeah, it's oh, enlisting that's very, its son very cute. It, its son is safe. Very cute. Almost one to be fair. Almost one, but it was not quite as cute as the reaction I had when I saw drum roll, please. Phoenix chick. Yeah. <laughs> What is this? This chick is so cute. It's bursting out of its little phoenix egg, being fat and cute and plump, and being like, I'm here, ready to come back from the graveyard, uh, attacked and tapping with a plus one, plus one counter on me. I'm just a baby. Here I go. It's very cute. It's yeah. very cute. Friends, I mean, I, get yourself a phoenix yeah. chick. Am I right? Yes. <laughs> I feel like Maria, this is chick. almost so cute. In the past, you might have called this pandering. Yeah, yeah. I almost did. I almost said, yeah. hey, this is right on the line. And it is on the line, wizard. So 
you're on notice, but also this wins. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, very, very cute. Very cute. Uh, yep. And it's also a great very card. Cute. I love this card, yeah, too. Yeah, this card's pretty powerful, frankly. Yeah. Um, what a cute baby. I yeah. love you, Phoenix Chick. Mm-hmm. Call me. It's come time to say thank you to Ultra Pro yes. for being our awesome sponsor. Thank you so much to Ultra Pro. Uh, if you're really enjoying this Dominaria United art, which how could you not be? Yeah. Uh, we just crowned cutest and grossest cards of the set. Perhaps they will be some of the illustrious art that's available from Ultra Pro on play mats, on deck boxes, on sleeves. And if you're somebody that doesn't have the sleeves you need from Ultra Pro, um, we recorded a little video about just that kind of problem, which we're going to show to you right now. You're on the air with Wooberg Radio. Our next caller is missing his sleeves. Tell me, what was so special about your sleeves? Well, they were for my commander deck, but I lost them. If anybody out there has sleeves, my dad needs them. He hasn't had sleeves in years. The DJ called him sleeveless in Seattle. I think I'm going to write to him. But Annie, you don't even know what kinds of strategies he plays. Dad, you're getting letters from everywhere. Look at this one. Dear sleeveless, I'm, I'm sorry, so sorry about, about your deck, deck but... but I think it could be destiny. I have more Ultra Pro Eclipse sleeves than one person could possibly use, but I needed them in every color. Put that away. But Dad, I have a good feeling about this one. If you want to give this a try, meet me at the top of the Wizards of the Coast headquarters at midnight on Dominaria United release day. I guess she didn't show. Wait, I forgot my dead box. I must have just missed him. I think that's mine. And what about these? It's you! The Ultra Pro Eclipse sleeves I've been looking for. Uh, sleeveless in Seattle. See it anywhere fine movies are shown in your town. Absolutely. And thank you to Ultra Pro for being a wonderful sponsor. Remember to use the code GLHF. Uh, in order to get 5% off save of your, your Ultra Pro save order. Some money. Yeah, and those sleeves that you're going to get that person who you've never met, never heard, well, you've heard. You've, you've never heard. talked to them. Yeah. You've never seen them. Yeah. Um, and if you're going to do that, you might as well pay 5% you less. You might as well get 5% <laughs> off. If you're taking a chance in meeting someone on top of the Wizards of the Coast headquarters, get 5% off. <laughs> That's this episode of Good Luck High Five. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Yes, and thank you once again, as always, to Judge Rob. Oh, yeah. Just so treasure. helpful. A treasure. So, so wonderful, so knowledgeable. Uh, what a what an amazing asset to the Good Luck High Five community. Yeah, 100%. Thank you, Rob. Thank your great beard for being here as well. Yes. Uh, thank you to everyone who makes this show happen. Coming out of your cat's mouth yes. over on Patreon.com slash GLHF Magic. Thank you to Bennett and to Paul. Yes, Bennett and Paul, our supporters. Do, yes. If you want to shout out, become a patron or increase your pledge before episode four, 502 and you'll get one on the show. Get your shout out. Next episode, we're going to be talking all about about our first impressions of Dominaria United. So get excited. So I'm very excited. We're going to be talking about Limited specifically, mm -hmm. especially since 
later this month, the um, qualifier plans are Dominar United sealed. Yes. And next month's Arena Open sealed. is also sealed. Yeah. So, you know, get out your get, get out your notepad. Get ready. We're going to get you some up hot to hints. speed. Um, if you want to know what not to play in your pre-release this weekend, our video top 10 worst rares and mythic rares for sealed is coming out this Wednesday. So that's Ooh, tomorrow. Hot. Um, so check that out on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash good luck. High five. Uh, we're just giving you a whole bunch of stuff. This so week. much. Take it. Take, take it. it. Take it all. It's all free. But if you want to support it, you sure can. Um, mm-hmm. We would love to have you uh, help us as we help you. Hopefully. Um, we're never guiding you in the wrong direction. You know, that's never happened. No, we like a train only go the right way. That's right. <laughs> One way and it's the right and way. It's the right way. <laughs> <laughs>